radius. Yahoo! Happy Friday, everyone. It is a happy, happy Friday here at Mutiny Radio. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest of hours here at MutinyRadio.fm. Yes, it's a happy hour without alcohol. That's okay, because what we have, it's even better. It's called jokes. And we've got comedians that want to make you laugh, and they are excited to do so. Uh, Hey, it's a fun show. Everybody gets four minutes when you hear the horn. You have a minute. Laugh, have fun, let's all have a good time. Your first comedian of the night, she's a hilarious lady. She has a show every Thursday night from 8 to 10. It's called Ask a Divorcee. She also hosts a great open mic at the Mission Hill Saloon up there on Petrero and like 17th or 18th or Mariposa. I don't know, but up there, up there on Petrero uh, every Monday. So go hit that up too. But right now you get to listen to her jokes. Clap your hands wildly for Annette Mullaney. Hey guys, is this one? Okay, cool. Um, been trying to save money. It's difficult because uh, I'm also trying to date a fuck ton. Um, I do have a wonderful boyfriend right now. Oh my God, you guys, he's amazing. Um, and we're trying out, we're like going full throttle in San Francisco. So we're doing this whole open relationship thing and uh, I'm trying to win. Um, it's healthy. Uh, so I'm going on fuck tons of dates and it's just really expensive, right? Like. Dudes will only go for like a 20 block walk so many times uh, before they're like, let's like fucking sit down someplace, buy a tea. Like tea here costs like $5, it's insane. Um, And I understand that technically or apparently I'm supposed to as a woman be able to just let them pay, right? Like people get away with that. Um, I have to say I've never been able to figure out how to monetize this. Um, I've been focusing more on expanding the user base and kind of just put that off for now. Um, I don't know, because there's times like when the dude goes to reach for the bill, just something in me screams, feminism, and I have to stop and pay my way. Um, Actually, I don't even know if I feel like I want it to be feminism, but actually the screaming in my head is, you're not my real father. Um, but yeah, so luckily, like, it's hard to know because you got to get people who are on the same page with you. Like, I'm a classy gal. I like to go to bars with a flask so I can save money. I need people who are on that level of dirtbagness, you know, who are like going to help me sneak beers into the movie theater because I'm not paying fucking movie theater prices. Um, but I have, I found a way to figure out really early if a dude is going to be down with saving money. Um, So what I do is first date, we walk a while, uh, then we go to his place for banging, and uh, the important thing is to do it at his place, right, because that makes him in charge of the music. And then while we're in the throes of passion, if a mattress commercial cuts into the 90s jams, oh, I know I got a keeper. There's nothing like a man who refuses to spend $5 a month or whatever these fucking ad-free uh, music services cost. Like a man who's gonna, he's like, no, nah, I'm not paying $5 a month to not interrupt the mood. Nothing gets me in the mood quicker. Uh, <laughs> I highly, oh, if just like that cutting in, mm. especially if it's like a loud, abrasive voice like advertising boner pills or adult diapers. God, you guys, that, 
Dude's going to need a new cleaner for his bed is what I'm saying. Flood that shit. Um, so I've been, uh, I love murder, I have to say. Um, I watch TV almost exclusively about murder. You guys fans of Forensic Files? Women Snap, all that kind of shit. Um, mostly I do it podcasts, right? Like I'll go to the gym and it's like news and murder podcasts. Murder's a whole lot depressing these days. Um, a whole lot less depressing than murder than news. Fuck. Okay. Um, but the only thing is, so it's got me like thinking it's got, well, it's induced a lot of anxiety and I feel like I want to be prepared. Um, so my question is, can you pick in advance what picture they splash out everywhere when you disappear? Right? Cause there's a picture, right? Think of every famous disappeared lady. There's like one picture of her. Um, and I have a bit of a quandary because like the pictures that I have that are the most flattering of me are also the ones in which I seem the most culpable in my own murder. <laughs> like you take one ironic duck face selfie that looks amazing by the way. And next thing people are like, oh well, she was a party girl. I mean, sad what happened to her, but she does look like a narcissist. Um, you know this generation, these millennials, she probably texted and drove. And then people look for you less. Uh, but uh, I'm going to keep working on that one. I'll, uh, thanks, guys. Annette Mulaney! Yay! Don't text and drive, millennials. Don't do it. It's not safe. Uh, don't text in anything. I, I almost tripped and fell on my face uh, on the way here because I thought that I could text and walk. They should start making those PSAs. Don't text and walk. You could trip on a crack and break your own back. Your next comedian is a funny man who hails from the South. And uh, he, I keep seeing those signs, make banks pay. And I'm like, what did Matthew Banks ever do to you? Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Banks. <laughs> Right, Mutiny Radio, how's it going out there? Don't have a wreck. Yes, don't have a wreck after these jokes. You're going to be cracking up, right? Oh my God, I'm tired. Just woke up and trying to snap out of it, so I'm trying to bring some energy to the stage. Uh, I was feeling great last night. I was like, man, I feel amazing. I think I should, I'd rather feel suicidal. How about I join eHarmony? <laughs> that sort of thing. eHarmony is such a weird thing. Any of those fucking dating sites... And uh, so, you know, I don't, I really honestly don't give a fuck about dating, but it's fun sometimes to try. And um, I was, so I was like, listen to this pickup artist <laughs> to like hear his philosophies on how to pick up women. And uh, they're like, just mainly for the material. And uh, there's like, supposedly like this cocky, funny ratio that you have to have with women, right? I, I have no idea if this is true. But, you know, there's like, you can't be too cocky or you're perceived as a dick. And if you're too funny, you're perceived as a clown. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out that ratio, you know. And so I'm, I'm online, and I'm like, I, I, I've probably sent out 200 emails, no responses, easily 200. And I was like, well, fuck it. Why don't I just try the cocky thing, right? And so I sent an email to this girl, and I, was, I just said, do you think you're anywhere near close to being on my level? <laughs> like... You, you really think you have any chance with me? And she sent me a message back, and she said, yeah, we should go out Friday. I was like, what the fuck? It's the weirdest thing ever, but um, I don't know. I need to work that out a little more. 
Anyway, I love serial killers too. Serial killers are fucking fantastic. Oh my god, I'm I'm amazed with these guys. Some of them are like really loving guys too. There's this one guy who grew up in Russia, and like in just poverty, like crazy poverty. All they did was like eat potatoes and drink vodka. They had really big asses and swollen livers, you know. And uh, his whole f- like his whole neighborhood was fucked up, and he ended up killing this guy. He also turned out to be a cannibal. So he was eating this guy, and he's like, you know what? I bet my starving neighbors would like some of this. So he took it over to, to him and told him it was kangaroo. You know? But I figured that was a nice thing to do. Like, they were hungry. They wanted some food. He couldn't be like, hey, you know, Fred, uh, I slaughtered him last night. How would you like some of his quadricep? Um, I don't think that would have been too appetizing. Anyway, Brooke Heineken's here, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what else? Oh, I'm, I'm like trying to eat right now. Oh, God, I hate it. Fuck a salad, dude. Salads salads are the hand jobs of food. They really are. Like The only thing that makes them any better is a little oil. Oh, it's brutal. Like any food, any food that needs lubrication is not a food that I'm a fan of. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, if a girl like spit all over my salad, I could probably get through it a little easier. Oh. Um, Wow, one minute already. We better be efficient up here. Oh, oh. So what about what else about San Francisco? San Francisco's a crazy place, man. They have this like unbelievable ego. Like California in general about In-N-Out Burger, that place. What the fuck is the deal with that? It's like, like I, I was like trashing this guy the other day, like talking about In-N-Out, how horrible it is. It's like, dude, it's so much better than McDonald's. I'm like, you're comparing something good to McDonald's? I'm like, oh my god. What else? I think I'm it. I think that's it for me. You guys have a wonderful afternoon. Matthew Banks, king of wonderful afternoon. Ladies, if you want to spend an afternoon with Matthew Banks, don't make him go on eHarmony or whatever it is he's not spending money for. Okay, Cupid. Free things to make you feel more shitty about yourself. Yay, Facebook. Your next comedian is a lovely human being, and you're going to laugh at his jokes because he's funny. Clap those uh, meat claws together for Zach Pierce. God, what a way to make my way on stage. Anyways, starting off awkward. Right on. Great. Uh, My girlfriend broke up with me recently, like two months ago, but I couldn't figure out a way to better set up the joke. And... uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. I was over a distance thing. She lived like 80 miles away because I set my Tinder radius on 100 miles because I just wasn't. I was just like, okay, anything, I don't care. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We lasted a long eight weeks. It was a good relationship. Uh, we were getting sexually active, though, where we weren't asexual, you know, biromantic or anything, you know, just a normal heterosexual couple. But uh, when we do it, uh, you know, we couldn't do it at her parents' house because that's weird. And I didn't have enough money to go to, like, a Hyde or a Sheridan. So we just did it at the Hotel Prius in the back of the car. Yeah. Very uncomfortable there in the back of the car. Limited. Uh, it's also kind of weird because I drive for Lyft. So the next day my customers didn't know that they're just sitting on love and passion and whatever comes out of a vagina. Plutonium 22. 
I feel like we lost a connection immediately. <laughs> I felt like the vibe just got sapped out of here like 30 seconds ago. Hopefully we can bring it back. No, I don't know. I've been dating a little bit. Um, dating a few girls uh, when they want to go out. But uh, I don't know. You got to act like, you know, alpha male. You can't be a beta male on the date. You know, I'm kind of a beta male, so I'm trying to change that. You know, when I go to, like, a bar, I can't, like, order me and her a Michelob Ultra, you know. Got to get, like, some whiskey, you know, just really, real strong stuff. You know, because women don't want to mate with, like, a beta male like Michael Sarah or, like, Napoleon Dynamite, you know. Because, like, in a fight-or-flight situation, they run. Like, what happens to Michael Sarah when he goes on Naked and Afraid? He dies instantly. He just goes to the island and complains about no Wi-Fi and can't make a fire because he's sore, you know. Got to be real alpha. That's why I've been going to the gym for the last eight years, trying to get uh, bigger, trying to get yoked. Still haven't figured out the formula for that because I uh, power lift, I eat every two hours, and I still look like the vegan version of the Wolverine. <laughs> I want to get bigger, though. I'm trying. I just have a fast metabolism. It's crazy. I've tried everything. Uh, some advice I got was to go to bodybuilding.com. It's where bodybuilders go. So I went there and I purchased this magical uh, weight gaining formula called Serious Mass. Uh, but after 10 months of taking Serious Mass, it kind of felt like shit because it turns out 2,200 calories in liquid form is not good for your digestive system. They should have just called that a 10-pound bag of Serious Mass out your ass. That'd have been more realistic. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I'm I was a late bloomer. Like I, I got the kids many till I was seventeen years old. So yeah, that's why I'm kinda awkward. <laughs> so I'm trying to get over that shit. And I'm medium now. I waited a long time for that. Uh but yeah, no, I was always afraid of women. Talking to women always scared me because I was this fragile, very small. Uh but I had one girlfriend in high school. She was the other late bloomer. Uh, we were very visually appealing. I was 5'1". She was 4'8". Yeah. Also, I had to date her because, you know, I like the freak dance, and it's weird when you're grinding on girls' hamstrings. So I had to get with her. We grinded hard, though. It's good. Grinded really hard. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good good night. He has muscles now. Zach Pierce. Yay. He grew up just fine. Everybody, your next comedian. Wow, uh, from one classy drink of water to the next. She's she's a great human being. She's also our, our webmaster here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah, sure. Well, you. I mean, it's number. Yeah, it's your turn. Did you not want? You want to wait one? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, then we'll do that. Your next comedian. I don't know him, but you might, because he has four names. Some people are only known by one name, but this man on the internet is known as Darren Wayne Tanama Howard. Yeah. Hi. How's it going, y'all? You guys. Uh, you guys remember nicknames? Nicknames. When we grew up, we had nicknames. Is that is that still a thing? Because everyone goes by like social media names now, and I think that's bullshit. Because you give those to yourself, and usually they're super corny, right? Sexy Rick 3000. Like, chill, Rick. You're not that sexy, all right? No, nicknames were given by your, your friends or people that you thought were your friends, 
and they usually described you or something you did, you know? And when I look back at it, I think my friends may have been racist. Yeah, when I was 12 years old, I lived in North Carolina, and I played on a soccer team, and my friends on my soccer team, they nicknamed me Taco. Yeah, I'm Filipino. Yeah, um, so that, 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 exactly, it should have been lumpia. Totally, yeah, Taco hit outside the mark, you know? But that's racism in North Carolina. It's ignorant in every single way. You know, and I don't know if they were racist or if I really did remind them of a delicious food item, you know? But if it was racism, it was cute, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm getting too old now for a nickname. I don't, I don't think it'll fly anymore, you know? Like, old long balls doesn't fly in the workplace, you know? I'm just kidding, my balls aren't really long. But I, I am getting old. I just turned 40. Just turned 40, thank you, thank you. It's a trip, because I remember when my father turned 40, and I was like, oh my God, my dad's gonna die. You know, 40 was old as shit. It was crazy. But he's doing remarkably well. He'll be 72 the end of the summer, and he looks great. He looks just like me, matching tattoos, the whole deal. Just kidding. He doesn't have tattoos, but we look alike. He has a, except for he has gray hair, glasses, and a big mustache. And I'm 40 and I struggle to grow facial hair. I don't know if you guys can see. Except for this mole right here. Yeah, that fucker grows a beard in like a day and a half. Yeah, he's like a little hipster. He should have roommates in the mission. I swear. Yeah. You, you know what I learned when I turned 40, though, was um, you start to watch birds. Yeah, it's weird. I bought binoculars and the Audubon field guide so I know what birds are which. And, um, and boredom. That's, that's the recipe for 40. So you have something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, and a, a friend of mine at work the other day, he asked me a question. I thought it was the dumbest question. Um, he said, uh, do you think you're going to have like a midlife crisis? And it, I was like, Dad, what? We work together. You know I can't afford a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, you know how much I make. We make the same. There's no way I can afford a Porsche, right? I can barely buy wheels for my skateboard, all right? If, uh, uh, yeah, midlife crisis. I'm more likely to have a medical crisis, you know? The only thing I want to upgrade right now is my Kaiser package. Right on. Well, I'm Darren Howard. That's my time. Thank you. Darren Howard, everyone. Yes, update oh. your hospital package. Yeah, and, and it's it's Tanya Moore. Tanya Moore. Yeah, is that's, the, that's my middle name. That's the middle name, Tanya Moore. All right, everybody, clap wildly for Darren. Tanya Moore Howard. Updating his uh, healthcare package because he still skateboards. Uh, you can actually just buy new bearings for your wheels if you don't want to invest in the new fluffy kind. Your next comedian, she's going to wow you guys with her smartitude and hilariousness. <laughs> she's one of my favorite people. You guys are going to love her too. Everyone, Brooke Heineken! <laughs> good at making a whole room of people hate one person <laughs> i walk in and they're like all right she's on forget all of you people 
Um, I did pre-sign, but then I was late coming from work. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, I've been thinking about, I watched the movie The Parent Trap recently. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad the circumstances of my life that led up to that are amusing to you. Um, it was, uh, no, the recent one. So at least I'm not like that bad. Uh, and I was thinking about, like, they really make a lot of assumptions in the premise of that movie that nobody seems to question. Like, what divorce court judge was like, yeah, just split them up. <laughs> like, why doesn't each parent pick their favorite baby and never see the other one again? And the judge was like, done. Yeah, next case, come on in. And the parents were like, well, I'll say a quick goodbye, but they're babies, they won't remember anything. Like, they made that movie twice. <laughs> and everyone was like, it's amazing. And then they cast, the second one, they cast Lindsay Lohan as both of the roles, which is a big fuck you to every set of Hollywood twins. <laughs> But the best part is I was watching it, and when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I remember that, like, slinky hoe that comes and tries to steal Dennis Quaid, and, like, one of the Lindsay Lohan twins goes to the hoe and is like, how old are you, 21? And the hoe was like, no, I'm 26. And I couldn't even say, I'm 26, because my mouth was full of Reese's trees <laughs> as I watched this movie at 3 in the morning. Like, how did she get there? I want to live with you, George. That was, that was the valley of my week. The peak of my week uh, was that last week, you guys, that, there was like a big phishing scam that went around the internet. Uh, the Gmail phishing scam, wrong crowd. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I work in internet security, so that was actually a big part of my week. Um, and it was torn, right? Because like on one hand, my, it's my job to protect evil people from scam emails, but on the other hand, it was really nice to finally get an email back from my mom. This is, this is one I don't think will work, but if it's going to work anywhere, it'll work here. Um, do you think that if Paul Ryan blasts enough sad emo music that taxes will just start cutting themselves? All right. Not bad. Um, I, w I got back from New Orleans recently. Has anyone been to New Orleans? Yeah? Do you guys like it? Uh, I, so I had, I like, I'm from San Francisco, so like I wasn't going there for the normal reasons because I'm used to seeing dirty people drinking in the streets uh, and I wanted a more cultured experience. So I went with my friends to the graveyards. Did you go to the graveyards when you were there? They're very cool. So in New Orleans, it floods so often that um, the bodies will wash out of the ground. Uh, so they get basically mini mausoleums for their graves, uh, which they're about this high, this wide, and they're tall. And uh, I was walking through these graveyards looking at these little huts thinking, these would rent for so much money in San Francisco. <laughs> like, one bed, no baths, quiet neighbors, no pets, endless lease, possibly haunted, $3,000 a month. <laughs> uh, I, no, I was there in part for Jazz Fest, uh, and it rained while we were there. The thing about New Orleans, though, is it has like, we have like mini hurricanes several times a year, and the entire city gets destroyed. Like, buildings get washed over, and then the whole city comes together and builds it all back up in the exact same fucking spot. <laughs> like, I think there's one guy that's like, hey, why don't we move this party like a few miles inland? And all of Norton's like, burr, burr, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Just go to the second lining down. Uh, 
think the one because like they don't even they're not even bothered by rain like here if it rains an inch everyone gets out their emergency kits we don't go to work we stock up on bread and milk which makes no sense because those are the two most perishable things <laughs> uh so i was there for jazz fest and the jazz fest actually did get partially uh rained out but there's only one artist that said they weren't going to perform because of the rain and i was sad not to see the ja- the great jazz musician pitbull <laughs> Uh, he's less of a pit bull and more of a pussy in that situation. Uh, cats are afraid of water. Uh, and <laughs> that joke has never worked. Um, but here's the thing, though. It rains everywhere, and the earth is, what, 70% water? So does he really get to call himself Mr. Worldwide? Yeah. I'm going to end on that. Thank you, guys. Brooke Heineken. Pitbull enthusiast or not. I really liked the song that he did with the girl that made all the 10-year-old girls um, sing that song. Uh, with the, It was sort of had a country twang and it was like everyone was in hot pants. It just, I'm sorry. I, I, the only thing I ever came in contact with Pitbull was 11-year-old girls in small pants dancing. I don't know. <laughs> it just, I don't know, remember what the song was. Something. Oh, I'm going down. You're calling Timber. And it was like going down. I've got 11-year-old girls talking about going down and swinging their hips. I'm like, something is wrong with America. All right? It's not me. It's you guys. Your next comedian. Yeah, see? You know this one. They know the dance, too. I'm t- Your next comedian should wear more hot pants. She's a lovely lady, and she doesn't show off her tushy enough. I'm totally misogynist in that statement, and I apologize. You're going to love her right now. It's Elizabeth Mansfield. I wasn't sure who you're talking about. I should wear hot pants more, though. I should. Um, I'm going to pull my pants up while I'm talking about that. Um, So I started dating somebody. Well, I'm not actually dating him. I'm Hamill dating him. That's when you only go out with people who have confirmed tickets to Hamilton. Um, This guy's really nice. He's Jewish. He's the first Jewish guy I've ever dated. And, like, I really feel like there's a lot of religious intolerance out there in the world. So I'm committed to doing my part to combating it. So, like, right now I'm fucking Hamel Jew. And my last boyfriend was Muslim. And before that, I dated a guy who was raised narcissist. Our national religion. Um, No, but Hamel Jew is really great, though. Um, He's he's respectful. He's nice. He's kind. The one thing he does that I totally hate is... In the morning, when we're asleep, he rolls over in the morning and he like presses his morning boner up against my back. Like it's going to wake me up like, oh, you're hard. Let's have sex. And like, but like, it's not his fault. Every single guy does this. Like throughout history, men have been trying to wake their women up with morning boners in the back. Like that, like the original Sleeping Beauty, like he didn't like get in bed. He didn't like come up to her and like try and kiss her to wake her up. But he got in bed behind her and he was just like baby you up pressing it against her they've all they all do it um i recently got a new job it's uh, i'm working in a very like, cheer guys <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, it's a really big company it's the biggest company i've ever worked at and i swear to god you guys not a 
day goes by that I don't see somebody who's been on one of my dating apps. Like they're everywhere. There's this one guy, they're everywhere. This one guy in particular, I see him all the time. He's been on every single app. He's been on Twinder, Tinder, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, Twinder. Uh, that's where you like fuck twins. Um, he's been on all of them and I see him all the time. Like I can't get rid of this guy. I am so used to swiping left on this guy. I got on the elevator with him the other day. I was just like, excuse me. Like, I saw him in the kitchen. I was just like, I'm going for the coffee. Just, I can't get rid of him. Um, I was in a meeting the other day with someone I'd actually matched with on Tinder. And we sit down across from each other and he's like, how do I know you? I'm like, well, I know how I know you. I know that you like surfing and Napa and you have a puggle named Buttons. Like, don't pretend. I've seen your dick pics, dude. Like, don't act. You know how you know me. You know. This is dating in San Francisco. <laughs> I've been dating for a while. I'm 35, um, so I had to mix it up a little bit. I started sleeping with younger guys. I think no, no, yeah, woo! I know. I was sleeping. I was sleeping with this guy who's 11 years younger than me. He was 24 years old. I know. I felt so hot. You guys, I let this guy get away with so many things. I would never let someone my own age get away with. Like he came over and he left the toilet seat up. If he was 35, I'd be like, learn some fucking manners. But he's 24. I was like, oh, I bet he doesn't know yet. It's so cute. I went over to his place, and he didn't have any sheets on his bed. He just had a mattress and a blanket. If he was 35, I would be like, take care of your fucking home. But he's 24. I was like, oh, I bet his mom's going to buy him some for Christmas. It's just so cute. Then we went out one night, and he got super drunk, and he couldn't get it up. And like, if he was 35, I'd be like, it's cool. It happens to everybody. But he's 24. Like, you had one job. <laughs> All right, I'm Elizabeth Mansfield. Thank you very much. Elizabeth Mansfield, yay, yay. Well, if you didn't imagine her in hot pants, you should definitely imagine your next comedian in hot pants, because I bet he has a pair made of gold lame. You're going to love your next comedian. He walked in here like fucking Bob Dylan on a bender. Everybody, it's Marty Cunney. Pam, how did you know I'm on a bender? <laughs> uh, guys, uh, let's talk politics. Uh, so this guy, Donald Trump, is our president now. Um, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's it's pretty cool because I think like in the 80s when Donald Trump was really getting famous, people were already saying that he should run for president. And lo and behold, 25 later, 25 years later, president now. You know who they're saying should run for president now? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We are 25 years away from The Rock presidency and I couldn't be more fucking excited. I mean, that... Can you smell this legislation? I'm pretty, I mean, I, I figure it's, it's been his long plan this entire time because he's been dropping the people's elbow. So I think he's been trying to be like a populist this whole time. And it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that like, I mean, Donald Trump is basically like royalty in America in terms of like old money. Like we don't have a lot of royalty. It's not cool royalty like they have in Europe, you know, like they got like crown jewels and we got like the Kardashian collection at Target. Like it's it's not the same. Like, you know, they got their queen. We got Caitlyn Jenner. And uh, it's really I don't know. I think it'd be much more much more fun if um, 
if we had something more classic like that. But I do have to appreciate uh, American royalty because it's really – as if his profile wasn't big enough already, it's made, made Kanye West even bigger. And I just mm. – Kanye really does it for me, guys. I mean, just to be that full of yourself really gives people like me hope who, with uh, delusional, uh, you know, self, delusional visions of grandeur for themselves. Grandeur for themselves. It's great. I, if you're like, it's, it just look up his like quotes. And I, I'm not even here to make jokes, guys. I'm just here to tell you Kanye quotes. I'm like a, I'm a, I'm like a uh, disciple of Jesus. Like I knock on your door. Like, uh, do you have a minute to talk about Jesus Christ? Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, what did he say? Um, I would never want a book's autograph. I am a proud, not fan of books. We know, Kanye. (laughs) Don't worry. You didn't have to tell us. He said, um, this one actually really inspires me. Um, If you're a fan of Kanye West, you're really a fan of yourself. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, all right, Kanye. That sounds good. Uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Now, I don't agree with that. I think uh, George Bush doesn't care about Mexicans. He's from Texas, okay? So I think we got to get the record straight there. Uh, it's funny. What are you, uh, Irish people raised Irish Catholic here? Any of, uh, any of the clan around? Yeah. So tell me I'm wrong. Every Irish family has one cousin who sings at all the funerals and weddings. Is that right? You got one? They have every single family has one. Mine's great. Uh, he's an older gay gentleman uh, with a sugar daddy who owns a vineyard in Napa. And the parties are great. But I really get a feel for what women go through all the time at parties and stuff. You go there and I feel like I'm a cocktail waitress on an airplane in the 50s. Like, like the things people say to you when they're just like old creepy men hitting on you, it's like, wow, this is, this is bad. Like, I, as soon as they found out, one of them found out I played rugby, he's like, oh. Why don't you call that by your teammates? We'll have a little party. I was like, no, oh, okay, cool. Uh, is it going to be on a vineyard like this? Uh, this is a really fun, nice place. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I have a real problem with uh, uh, my dick pics. They're not very good. Uh, you know, girls have a lot of practice with taking pictures. They get to work on all their poses and stuff. And I'm new to the dick pic game. Like, I try to do them from, like, the upper angle, but then it, like... I don't know. You don't have any frame of reference. Like, you don't know what you're looking at there. And I try to do it from the side. But when you do it and you, like, take a picture in the mirror and you look at the side, you just look like a serial killer, like, without fault. I don't know what it is. And then I tried to do it, like, from below, but it was, like, my arms are short. So it was, like, too close. Uh, You couldn't really tell what you're looking at. So I thought I was, like, really smart. So I went out and I got a selfie stick and I put it down there. And I I was like, all right, now I got the shot. And then I take a look at it and I'm like, fuck. You can see my face right behind it. (laughs) Photobombing my own dick pic. God damn it. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. I'm Marty Cuddy. Marty Gunny, I hope you imagined him in hot pants. Yay, because he'll wear them if you take him to a winery in Napa. Your next comedian... He's a, he's a super funny guy. I want to get off the hot pants thing because I actually kind of want to objectify him in this hot pants kind of way because he seems sort of like an educator today. Uh, you guys are going to really enjoy your next comedian. Put your hands together for Jesse Fernandez. Okay, I got, I got an awesome tip on how to make $500 every day. Okay, it's so easy. It's simple. Okay, two steps. Step one, 
be born into like a just like a really wealthy family. Okay. Step two. Just like ask them for five hundred dollars a day. It's so easy. <laughs> I was just I don't know I was like I was I don't um what what which stage of grief is filet fish? Because I <laughs> I've been stuck on it. Uh, <laughs> um. I like, uh, I like, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to decide which joke I want to do next. Uh, how about, uh, I, uh, how I discovered masturbation? That's an exciting one. Uh, it was like a real, it's a good time in life, you know? It's exciting. Like, I discovered masturbation in the same sense as, uh, Columbus discovered America. You know? It, I didn't, like, literally actually discover it, you know? But it is still my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> uh, in high school, my dad caught me, which was pretty embarrassing. Um, but he handled it in a super smart way, and like I'm, I'm never gonna forget this. You know, he, he, um, he let me know that like it's not like a big deal. It's not unnat. Like I'm not gonna go to hell for it. Like everybody does it. You know, he didn't use those words. What he literally said was "nature boy," and then we never talked about it again. <laughs> so big thanks, Dad. <laughs> Um, having a weird week. I had a dentist appointment, and uh, in my dentist lobby, there was an anti-meth advertisement. It's like, why is that there? Who does meth and has dental insurance? It's like no overlap on that Venn diagram. <laughs> it was a weird ad anyway, because in the ad, there was, uh, there was like this woman lying on the ground, and then on top of her, was just like this gross looking dude. And then the caption on the image was, sex doesn't cost $5, but it does when you're on meth. Yeah, I was like, that's a deal. What? <laughs> What is the goal with this? Uh, <laughs> it's like I was, I was, I was like, uh, like whatever. <laughs> I gotta get out of here pretty soon. Did you give me the? Did you honk? No. You didn't honk. When's that coming? Huh? I don't know. Uh, I had a couple of things I wanted to try, and I did it, and I feel pretty good about it. There was the the how to make five hundred dollars a day. That I think is staying in my act. The filet fish. I'm trying to figure out how to end that anti-meth thing. I know that it has like kind of uh, a tinge of misogyny, and I want to find a way to not have that in there. But I got to figure it out. Um, I did. I do that. That like what? What? Whatever thing. It gets a good. It gets a good laugh. Um, but I still don't feel great about telling it, you know? So if you have any ideas, uh, I'll plagiarize it. So thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, this has been fun. Thank you guys very much. Good night. Jesse Fernandez, everyone, workshopping his own jokes on stage for your amusement. Yes.
your next comedian, he is uh, part of Destiny's Mom. He's one half of Destiny's Mom, putting on great shows all over the Bay Area. You're going to love him right now. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for David Roth. Thank you, Pam. It's been a while since I've been in Mutiny. Um, I kind of miss this unique sense of, like, straddles the line between desperation and indifference. In a really nice way. Uh, so let's go over Jesse's set. I don't know about the first one. I mean, it's kind of an anti-climax. I'm keeping that in my set. Uh, you just need to come before me. So yeah, um, I'm a Midwesterner. Midwest through and through, yeah. I got Brooke on my side. Fuck yeah, Brooke. Yeah, it took like me turning 30 and being in SF for like five years to realize that Olive Garden is not a special occasion restaurant. That was, yeah, I learned that one the hard way. Um, yeah, I don't know where you guys like turn 21. <laughs> Maybe like Senior Frogs. Uh, mine was at Olive Garden. I fucking had my first sip of alcohol. Was the OG House Red. Yeah, feels good. My dad gave a fucking speech uh, just to my family. It was it was a great moment. He's like David. May you find happiness as unlimited as these breadsticks. <laughs> That's like not even funny in Michigan. That's just like good speech writing, I guess. My mom was just like. <sighs> um, yeah, Michigan is very different than California, obviously. I saw like probably like the most depressing sign on a highway. It's just, <laughs> it's just like where to go in Michigan. It was like Highway 75 and it said South to, it said south to Detroit and north to Flint, which is like, it's like fucking Sophie's Choice. It's like, which kind of lead do you want to die from, bullets or poisoning? Um, but also, like, I kind of noticed that in California, the highway signs are really cocky. Like, when you leave California, the sign says, like, see you soon, which is just, that's fucking cocky, dude, because Michigan would never have a highway sign that fucking cocky, because most people leave Michigan forever. Like, <laughs> we were going down uh, down to Columbus, and the signs just, it's like a fucking desperate girlfriend, kind of like trying to like keep you around. The sign's like, sorry to see you go. Like, please come back. We can change. <laughs> Not Ohio. <laughs> that was an applause break from Brooke. Thank you. Um, I... I'm not, I'm not personally like into astrology. I'm glad that this like, doing this mic is still enough to make me sweat. I'm glad I still feel like this much fucking intensity. Uh, so yeah, like I'm not personally into astrology, but I'm kind of like curious if like people that are into astrology like plan like their kids around what sign they want them to be. Does that make sense? You know? Like, there's just, like, a woman and, like, her husband's sort of, like, making the moves. And she's like, Frank, wrap it up. Not tonight. Not tonight. I don't want an Aries, Frank. I can't handle... <laughs> I do not... I don't care if he's a natural-born leader, okay? I do not want a baby that is hot-tempered, okay? That'll be good, Jesse, right? With a little confidence. Okay, I'm going to text you about that one. Uh, but I feel like, I don't know, it's, it's like the month you're born seems kind of like a weird indicator of like how you're going to turn out. I feel like that doesn't have as much play in like who you are as like the, the position, like the sex position that your parents had while conceiving you. 
because like I don't feel I'm like a July baby. I do not feel like a cancer at all. Like I don't fit any of the qualifications, but I am like definitely a missionary baby. Like no question about it. My favorite ice cream flavor, uh, vanilla. Um, I like hugs. I really like eye contact. Yeah, that's the shit right here. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. I've been David. Thank you. David Roth, everyone likes hugs. Vanilla ice cream. Vanilla is actually quite delicious. There's nothing wrong with vanilla if done right. You know, creme brulee is one of the simplest things in the world and yet so, so amazing. Uh, I don't see that tattooed weirdo uh, Jeremy Adkins here, do I? Do we don't? I don't see his weird. He has his, his head is tattooed. That's how he, far he went uh, into that. What's it called? That jujitsu tsunami. Uh, and Chris Vialta also must still be stuck at Brainwash, or is he here? I didn't see, didn't give me the nod, my little half-Asian friend. Not here. Uh, I did, not that his, I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't define comedians by the questionable <laughs> shape of their eyes. Uh, I don't see <laughs> Stephen Massey, that weird Pakistani. He's not here either, is he? No, Stephen Massey. That's cool. I get to make fun of them because they're not here and I'm skipping them on the list. So that, that big-eyed Persian weirdo. Uh, you're next. No, that's the thing. They're still all part of Asia, right? Except if you're Persian, you have big round brown eyes. And if you're Asian, you... Anyway, I don't know why the shape of someone's eyes is a racist statement, but I guess I'm a questionable racist. Uh, uh, you're uh, the French guy, Brian Thomas Poirier. Is he here to do jokes for you or the French name? No. Are he not okay? Is he here? All right. Hey, everybody, clap yeah. your hands while he. Brian Thomas Poirier! Hey. Hello, check 13. All right, how you guys doing? I was thinking, just I was sitting there thinking, um, I got a nickname last night, which is fun. I'm called LL Old J. Because, <laughs> which I kind of like, I can live up to that because I'm a hip hop artist. And that's, that's important to me because it's important for me to continue with culture. I'm a white boy and I take no crap. I'm here to tell you my white rap. No, I'm a rapper of the white persuasion. My boys call me the rapping Caucasian. Stocks and bonds that get me high. It takes two or three buds to keep me flying because I'm a white boy and I take no crap. I'm here to tell you my white rap. Dig in. Thank you. Wait a minute, though. I'm a white boy, and I take no crap. I'm here to tell you my white rap. Now, basketball, you see, I can play. I could dribble and shoot all night and day, but I can't dunk, and I can't sky. Fucking A, I'm a white guy. I love talking about Trump. He's a trip. And I was on, on the way over here. I realized that Donald Trump this afternoon fired Donald Trump. So that's a pretty good move. He's gone. He's no longer with us. But he's great because he's creating new standards in our country. And, you know... Here in San Francisco, I don't think we give the guy an even shake. I don't think we really like embrace him for who he really is. He's creating new things every day. For example, just this past week, Trump created a new unit of measurement, which is a big deal, a new unit of measurement. An inch is an inch, right? A mile is a mile, right? And a douche is a Trump, that's right. So we got a new unit of measurement on Donald Trump, and I think that's exciting. And I'll tell you what, I think that, you know, I think he's an asshole, and I really don't like him. I'm not a Donald Trump fan, but I have to say that it's going to be an interesting next two years, because what comes after him is Mike Pence, and i got to tell you, there's nothing scarier 
than Mike Pence after Donald Trump. I mean, God almighty, man. And as we roll down the dark hole of Republican politics, I was thinking, um, hold on, let me look at my notes here. Ah, I was looking in the mirror this morning when I was getting ready, and what I realized is getting older as a guy, things happen, and I have a neck gina. Which is bad. It's not. It's just like, I mean, there's things you can do stuff about. You could stretch your head. You could pull it. But I've got a neck, China. I thought that was pretty scary, and I really haven't got a punchline for that, other than the fact that that's exactly what's going on. I just think that's wild. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, I live life in the fast lane, the fast food lane. Which is good because I have to say, you know, if you've ever been behind a big guy in a fast food at a fast food restaurant or anybody actually, but a big guy at a fast food restaurant, it's like I'll have a quarter pounder with cheese, a double quarter pounder with cheese, two large orders of fries, and a diet coke. Those orders can take for literally ever. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I really, I really, really, really like tennis, and I really like tennis because it's an emotional sport. And I've thought, you know, many times, I like sports. I don't know how many of you guys like sports. You guys like sports? You like like the Warriors are going for it. The Warriors are going to be the world champions this year. The Warriors are doing great. I Do you remember John McEnroe? Does anybody remember John? Kind of an emotional guy. Kind of emotional guy. You know, quick impression, John McEnroe on his wedding night. It was in! Thank you. <laughs> That's fun. It feels weird. Like, it's interesting being in San Francisco now because I've lived here for 35 years. And we've got like a really awesome new influx of people. If you're from San Francisco, you see what's going on with our city. I mean, there's been so many weird changes. And what's interesting now is we got like a tech community here that's just, how about a big hand for the tech community here in San Francisco? I mean... They're doing, they're doing some amazing, you know, you got like, you got like all kinds of great things happening here in San Francisco. And what's really fascinating to me is that they're just creating all the time. Thanks for coming. They're creating, just the fuck. They're creating all the time. They're creating all kinds of software, all kinds of apps. I think there's so much possibility now. I just think there's so, I saw an app this afternoon that was like, oh God, the thing was like, what they say a hundred has anybody seen this app it's a hundred million bucks and like you lay on it and you fly have you seen this and i was working on the gym stuff and it's got a fan in your face and you lay there and you actually fly on this app and then what it shows you it's got the glasses i think it's crazy i just thought that was crazy and i think that they should have one of those i think they could take that app and make like a million different things out of it you know like they could have that app like you could lay there and you could fly they could turn that app into like a ride with an uber driver where you get on it like you're in an uber car in here in san francisco where they have no idea where they're going it's just that would be scary you know that'd be scary so my son is uh 30 years old and he's been going through some uh what Oh, no, I'm all into me. So thank you very much. That's my time. Brian Thomas Poirier, you very nice. Thank you. Um, About that flying thing, it would be the best app because then people who wanted to commit suicide and jump off the Golden Gate Bridge could just like do it in their bedroom and then like get the catharsis and not be such boo-hoo people. Boo, I'm going to jump off the bridge. You could feel like it and then you wake up and go, oh, it's okay. Everything's going to be, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I know, it's okay.
your, I don't mean to downplay suicide, but if there can be a suicide app, like how much the better. Or maybe fuck that. If people want to kill themselves, good. There's not enough water in California. Your next comedian, another funny guy. You're going to love him. He just walked in. It's Chris Vialta. <laughs> Uh, I'm a bit of a rebel. I uh, I walk around in my running shoes, and I uh, play cricket in my tennis shoes. Bit of a rebel. When I make cereal, I put the cereal, I put the milk before the cereal, and then I put it all in a bowl. Bit of a rebel. When I roast marshmallows. I don't use fire, I just say really mean things to them until they get heated up. <laughs> uh, I swallow my gum a lot, but I don't swallow cum. Never swallow cum. That's, I'm a fucking rebel. Let's get serious. A little bit about myself. I, uh, I don't want you to know anything about me. That's the honest truth. I really don't. I'm kind of an introvert. I'd rather keep to myself. I don't know why I'm doing stand-up. I don't know why I chose this to do. You know, also, like, I felt public speaking, and I have, like, a bit of a lisp. I really don't know what makes me think I should <laughs> public. It's dumb. Like, the, 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 the education system said that I'm not very good at talking, and nature is constantly reminding me through my mouth that I'm, I shouldn't be talking. You know, it's very, but I'm here. I'm talking. Uh, I have a mother. Stand up supposed to be relatable, so like you, I came out of a vagina. And <clears throat> some people didn't, though. Some people came out of the stomach. C-section, C-section baby, C-section baby. If you had a C-section, if you were a C-section baby, I call you incorrect. You did it wrong. You know, you've been doing it wrong since the beginning of your life. Like you've been fucking up from the start. How does that feel? Just kidding. My sister was a C-section baby, so she she's cool. But yeah, I was I'm a bastard child. I was born out of wedlock. My mother she had me at 17, and people don't always believe that when I say it because there's a certain expectation of guys, you know, or people whose mother had them at 17. What I'm trying to say is I don't I don't exactly look like I can drop some sick beats right now. You know what I mean? Like I look more like I could drop a really well thought out essay on the green light motif in The Great Gatsby. That's more my appearance. Like I look like I have 99 problems, but every single one of them has something to do with anxiety. You know, that's more, that's more my gig. I just look planned, you know? I look planned. I'm wearing a fucking Star Wars t-shirt. I look, I'm, I, I look planned. Like my mom read the books, did everything. But she kind of, she got her shit together when she had me, you know? She was 17, she became a nurse pretty quickly. She made sure that I was fed, and she really, I, she really made sure that I was fed. I was a fat kid growing up. I was a real fat kid. If you notice, I don't really have an Adam's apple, and I think it's because I ate it as I was growing up. That's how fat I was. My favorite sport was actually uh, hockey. Not because I like to play, just because the puck reminded me of a York peppermint patty. I just wanted to pluck it off the ice, eat it up. My favorite book, I was so fat. It was the McDonald's menu, so. Favorite chapter, Big Mac, no pickles. So yummy. Read that to me tonight, mommy. <laughs> my favorite band was Corn because Corn, of course, Corn, the most delicious new metal band out there. Eat them right up. Very nutritious, too. Um, yeah, it was uh, my mom. It was weird because she got her. I can't imagine having a kid at 17 because when I was 17, I was not 
mature at all. At 17, at 17, I started doing stand-up and I started contemplating suicide. In other words, I started following my dreams at 17 and that's like the most immature thing you can do, follow your dreams, you know? Like when you have a when you have a kid, like I think when you're pregnant at 17, like you have two options: either become an adult, throw the dreams into the garbage, or, or you know, maintain some innocence or some shit and throw the kid into the garbage. And luckily, my mother chose the former. Thank you everybody for your time. Thank you very much. His mom's surprisingly a Filipina nurse. That is not, that has nothing to do with racism. It's just true. You aren't half Filipino? No, I'm just Peruvian. He's just Peruvian. See, look at, I am a racist dick. <laughs> His mom's still a nurse. That's pretty badass. Yay, Chris Vialta. Your next comedian is not, is that tattooed freak here yet? Nope. Uh, and Stefan Massey, not in the building yet. Good. Uh, I should make fun of him more because he's not here. Uh, I won't make fun of him. I'll let... Uh, who's that guy he does? Uh, uh, he does an impression of uh, Gertrude Steiner. No, it's Werner Herzog. Yeah, if only I was smarter, I could make Werner Herzog make fun of Stefan Massey. Uh, and your next comedian isn't here either, Gabby Pochia, but I can't make fun of her because she's a really nice person and I actually really, really like her. But you guys don't sign up so early on, don't sign up on the list if you're not going to be here. Uh, you know who is here? He's one of the people who was here when he signed up, which means he's clearly still here unless he ran away because he got scared. I don't think that's true, though. I've never seen him. You guys are going to love him. Everybody put your hands together for Randy Blair. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? All right. Let's start with just a little bit of audience participation, please. Does anybody live with a toilet Nazi? <laughs> and by Nazi, I don't mean like really hates Jews or gypsies or anything. I mean, they're just really bossy about their toilet. They're usually female, no offense, but it's like, is it too much trouble to put the seat down? <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, could you please try to pee? in the toilet, not on the toilet. Well, there's an easy solution to that. I came up with it just standing there one day. It was like, uh, sink, toilet, shower. Hmm, okay. Took care of it. Now, before you judge, I don't do it while she's taking a shower, you know, to be fair. Um, and, you know, I mean, she, she makes it sound like my toilet was the most disgusting thing in the world. Now, I've seen really disgusting toilets, you know, like worse than train spotting's toilet scene for those who saw that. Or picture the nastiest uh, porta potty at, a, at, a, at Burning Man, maybe. Um, you know, I saw a guy, he was stuck in there, and I look in there, and he's dropping a dollar bill in. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Hurry up, dude. He drops another handful of cash in there. I'm like, what? I bang, what the hell are you doing? He goes, well, I, I, I dropped a dollar in there and I ain't going in for just one dollar. I need more, I need more motivation than that. But, you know, even my dog criticizes how I pee sometimes, I think. Uh, she gets this look on her face like, hey, I drink out of that. What are you doing? Um, I really do have a, a dog. She's a pit bull, black and white. Um, 
Uh, a lot of people like her more than they like me. I understand that. I do too. Uh, she is a little bipolar. Um, she really only has two states of existence. One is uh, curled up sleeping cuddle buddy, which is nice. Keeps your feet warm. Keeps the bed warm. And the other is a crack panda on acid. I mean, I take this dog for a three-mile walk, get back to the house. So what does she do when she first gets in? She runs the whole length of the house. Runs that way. Three or four times down the whole hallway. Jumps over the back of the couch, tumbles around, pushes the pillows around. Yeah, uh, she's a character, all right. A lot of people think she's a really smart dog. I don't think so. Uh... Because I, I, I have beaten her in chess and checkers almost every time. Uh, she, it's, it's really weird about her, though. She, she's the only dog I know that actually likes to sleep in in the mornings. You know, normally my other dogs, you start waking up, uh, you know, help me out if you've seen this, is a dog goes, oh, you know, I got to get up. I got to go. I got to go. You know, I mean, it's, it's a constant thing of, uh, oh. Feed me, feed me, feed me. I gotta pee, I gotta pee, I gotta pee. Let's go, let's go, I gotta pee. Oh, wait, wait, no. That's me. <laughs> but, but seriously, uh, wow, that, that, that went fast. Um, uh, dating at my age is pretty tough. Uh, you know, especially with an age-appropriate, when I meet an age-appropriate woman, and I am old, uh, who also still likes to do things and go to concerts and stuff like that, you know, right? There's a pretty good statistical possibility that I bought a ticket for the crazy train. Okay. Now, I had a date that started out real nice. It was a good date. I'll tell you what I had. It was a good date. Uh, we're getting through dinner, get to the creme, bru creme brulee, and she leans over and she whispers, can we just go home and fuck? Let's see if the sex is good before we go any further. No, I appreciate that. I appreciated that. And so we go back. We're getting busy. We're doing our thing as best as uh, somebody my age can do. But, but I'm doing my best. And again, she was freaky. You know, she says, she says, let's do it porno style. I want you to come all over my face and my tits. I say, man, she is an optimist. <laughs> all she's going to get from me is a couple of wax darts and a puff of smoke. All right, thank you, everybody. Keep those hands clapping wildly for Randy Blair. He's a magician. He disappears in a puff of smoke. Your next comedian, another funny lady. I'm excited to hear her jokes. Clap your hands together for Dana Flightman. Hey, guys. Hey, hi, hi. I feel like when I start off, I should let you know that I am expecting, thank you, to not have a baby for at least three years. I just got an IUD. Thank you. I like when the IUD gets more applause than the baby. I'm like, I guess I agree. I don't know. But I didn't realize when you get an IUD, you actually get an ultrasound a month later to make sure it was placed correctly. So like they put the jelly on your stomach and everything. They show you on a monitor. It's like, oh my God, it's really in there. Wow, it's so beautiful. Got a picture for my mom. She's thrilled with me. Um, 
you know, when I went in for my appointment, I think my doctor was trying to make small talk and I swear she said this to me. She said, you know, I feel like everyone's either getting birth control or having babies today. <laughs> I, was, I was like, don't you feel like that every day? <laughs> Because your job is being an OBGYN? Like, that's like a therapist being like, man, everyone's got problems today. <laughs> Grumpy people on Fridays. Like, you kind of opted in. The slice of life, you know. But I do worry about the youths, even though I don't intend to produce any. Um, the other day I saw a little kid wearing a t-shirt that said YOLO. Yeah, and YOLO, what does it mean for people who don't know? YOLO. You only live once, which is what you say when you're about to do something really stupid, right? So I'm like, okay, I know you didn't buy your own shirt. Why did your parents get you a shirt that basically means take risks because you're going to die? Do your parents hate you? Also, is that a problem little kids have? Like, has anyone ever seen a little kid and been like, he's great, but I wish he'd just live in the moment and defy death more? Like, no. Sorry, I can't compete with these dogs. I'm not going to, I'm just going to wait. I know my place. Okay, they're out of view. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, with little kids, I'm just saying, next time I'm babysitting my friend's kids, and I'm like, Tommy, don't stick your finger in that electric socket, and Tommy's like, YOLO! (laughs) Really not going to know how to manage that situation, you know? It's such a dark thing to put on a kid shirt when you really think about it. It makes me want to start a line of defeatist onesies, like... I just want a baby in a t-shirt that says it is what it is. I'm just so dark for no reason. Um, so I've been trying, trying to date, you know, just trying to find a new father figure for my cat. What we're all looking for, I think. Um, you know, one thing that's hard with dating is you have to do too much texting before you even meet someone now. And I'm a pretty good texter, like not to brag. Um, but one mistake I often make is I'll text the word live instead of love. Does anyone else do this? Sounds innocent, but it gets creepy really quickly. Like, this dude's like, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. You want me to stop by your mic? I was like, sure. I'd live to see you. (laughs) This other dude's like, hey, I know we said we get coffee, but it's nice out. You want to get Froyo? I was like, sure. I live (laughs) Froyo. Like, I don't know what that means, but I just felt that I'd committed and I had to go with it. I'm like, you want to get Froyo casually? This is my life. I live this shit every day. I don't know what that means. It might just mean I'm really privileged. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I've been trying to slim down and lose some weight. You know, I said that to a crowd the other night. They all burst out in applause. I was like, you guys are mean. I like you guys better. You guys are like, what? That's crazy. You look amazing. Thanks, you guys. You guys, stop. It's too much. It's too much. The world's not always nice to the bigger people, and I'll, I'll end on this one. Um, you know, I can't even go to a Target anymore. Every Target's set up the same. Very judgmental, all right? Target's like this. They got your normal clothes, okay? Then it's plus size, then maternity, then exercise. And I feel there's some messaging there. It's like, hey, you're fat. Are you pregnant? Okay, then you need to exercise. <laughs> It's your journey. Like, dude, not cool, Target. I don't go there for their judgment. I go there to eat popcorn while I shop. Like a normal goddamn American. All right, thanks for having me, you guys. Enjoy the show. Keep clapping wildly for Dana Flightman. Yes! You can see her next week with her band, Casual Froyo.
YOLO. They're actually playing next week here. It's Froyo YOLO. Say that four times fast. Good luck. Dana Flightman's new band. You guys are in for a treat. We have another woman from far away to make you laugh. Clap your hands together for Cece. Hey, what's up, Mutiny Radio? Happy Friday. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it's here. Um, you know, technology, right? It's supposed to make life easier. What the fuck? It's not making anything easier. It's making us all crazy, right? I mean, and I think my phone's actually out to get me either fired or put in jail. I mean, I literally, uh, I texted my coworker, hey, can you come to my office for a sec? And have you ever done that thing where you hit send and then you're like, oh my God, what did, and I looked down and it said, can you come to my office for sex? (laughs) Great, awesome. Awesome. And sometimes they don't even make any sense. I said, can I call you about that? And, and I, again, thank God I looked before, but I looked down and it said, can I have some anal? I mean, what the hell is my phone? Is my, phone my phone's a pervert. I, it's just weird. I don't get it. Bluetooth. Here's another thing, right? Bluetooth is supposed to make life easier. You talk. You just talk. And then things happen. But no, no, no. You talk and you end up having a shouting match with your phone. <laughs> Call mom. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> Call mom. Could you try that again? Call my fucking mother. And then it scolds you. Cease. And it doesn't even say my name right. It says cease. Cease. I don't appreciate that. What the hell does the series having attitude with me? I mean, give me a break. I don't need talk back from Siri. Anyway, yep. Yeah, the other thing, uh, actually, I was thinking about too. God, right? God, or whatever you want to call it. I think that God thing, that's got to be a woman up there. I finally put this together the other day. Because, you know, often she'll just go kind of quiet on you. It's kind of spooky, doesn't talk back, and you're kind of going, oh, something's up. I know something's up. Something's up. And also a big fan of redecorating with the floods and the glaciers and the fires and all that stuff. Uh, kind of a planner, you know? They, they, destiny and fate and all that thing. Likes to throw parties, turning water into wine, all that good stuff going on. But um, uh, I just, the, the, only, the only problem I have is why would God, if she's a woman, create the menstrual cycle? It doesn't make any sense, it doesn't compute. So I started thinking, then, well, okay, maybe God's not a woman but maybe God is married and there's a Mrs. God up there somewhere, right? And man, she was pissed when he killed their only son. I'm telling you, that was a dark, <laughs> was a dark day, so we had to bring him back to life again and everything. But uh, yeah, so I was raised Catholic, if you hadn't guessed, and that was traumatizing, thank you, um, survived. Uh, I was raised Catholic, Irish, French, and Sicilian. So generally drunk, snotty and i'll kill you because <laughs> i'm crazy so there you go that's me in a nutshell uh i'll just wrap it up with my sort of concern about women in yoga pants i think it's gone way too far guys i think we gotta set down some new rules so guys haven't gone there yet thank god they got the man bun that's bad enough let's avoid the yoga pants but here's the new rules i have about yoga pants if you can't touch your toes no yoga pants for you. You gotta at least be able to touch the damn toes. 
Also, if you put on yoga pants, it gives you a third set of hips. No more, no mas, no more yoga pants for you. And last but not least, and I'm not fat shaming, you know, we all got our issues, God knows I have mine. But if you look like you're smuggling a pound of cottage cheese down each leg of your yoga pants, put those away, ladies. That's all, that's all I got, thanks a lot. Happy Friday. Keep clapping for Cece. She loves Lululemon, but only in size two. You're, it's, it is, it, I've seen people that she, everyone has. Spandex was not made for everyone. It's just a thing. I wish we could all just get on, get the memo. The memo will come to you soon. Your next comedian, he missed that memo about head tattoos and not being employed. He's carrying two dogs. They will not kill you. One of them's head is bigger than any dog I've ever seen, though. <laughs> it looks like a frog dog. Put your hands together for Jeremy Atkins. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, that would be Clyde Orangutan, the agent of chaos, Meatball Ferdinand, uh, the Duke of Flatulence. And I do apologize for those of you along the way that he, uh, when he goes, he goes. It's, uh, it's not pleasant. So let's see if I can do a set while I'm wrangling dogs who have already managed to grab the mic cord twice. That is why he is the agent of chaos. I, uh, so they were on a play date and I was supposed to pick them up after and, uh, well, you can see that that didn't happen. And uh, I figure, what the hell? I just bring them along. They've seen the car. They've seen parts of the mission. Now they can see me do bad comedy. It's really a family thing. I, uh, having dogs is very strange. My life is very strange. I'm basically at a point in my life where I think I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm a middle-aged divorcee with a custody thing. Yeah, I mean, everybody in the room just went, oh, shit, he's going to talk about his custody thing. Like, anybody who's ever heard anybody talk about their custody situation goes, what? That guy's an asshole. Oh, that, that was horrible, right? I have a douchebag friend that was explaining, like, okay, let's put it this way. We all have that friend in our crew, that douchebag that we have to make excuses for that, like, other people go, why, why is he here? And we're like, I don't know. I don't remember. Just, just be nice, right? If right now you're trying to think of who the douchebag in your crew is and you can't think of it, well, it's you. I mean, I don't really know you all, but yeah, it's fucking you. Anyway, so there's my friend, and he's trying to complain about his ex-wife and how she won't take the kids for a weekend and what a bitch she is and how horrible it is and how she hates him. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, and I was thinking in my head, no, you're an asshole because they're your kids and that's all that matters. And what came out of my mouth, however, was, well, look, man, you only have those kids one weekend a month. And you know what that really means? That's the one weekend that she gets to fuck. That's the one weekend she fucks all weekend long. Like, you're such a dick, you're lucky she's not fucking all your friends and Facebooking about it. Now it's me. Now I'm up here with two dogs complaining about my custody thing, trying to convince you I'm not an asshole, that I shouldn't be in this situation, and I really shouldn't. You know why? Because I don't have kids. It's over another dog. There's yet another dog to this story. Yeah, there's a third dog that should be up here with me. Yeah, that's how sad it's become. I got in a custody thing over a dog. The 20-year-old version of me would have been fucking horribly pissed. Just, hor just beat the shit out of me. Just disappointed in me. Like, when I was in my 20s, I was a bike messenger. My nickname was World's Angriest Bike Messenger. Now I drive a Prius. I drive a fucking Prius to Whole Foods to buy these dogs raw dog food. Yeah, not only do I have dogs, I spoil them. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, the 20-year-old version of me would have just been horribly disappointed. Like, it gets better, though. I'm, okay, so at 40, all right, 45 and rapidly approaching 50, I'm divorced, and I spent a year living with my ex. That's how you know you live in the Bay Area where housing is so fucked up and house prices are so out insane. You're willing to live with someone who hates you and tells you randomly, like you're crossing paths in the hallway, and she just looks at you and goes, you are such a fucking asshole. Hang up the towels. And by the way, you're not funny. Oh, yeah. I tried to tell her that she was angry because she was sad. And she said, no, I'm pretty sure I'm angry because you're a giant gaping asshole. It's really hard. I'm going to lose a couple of you on this, but it's really hard to argue with her because let's put it this way. In my 20s, I couldn't talk to women all that well. I wasn't very good with the ladies. It was my marriage that gave me the security and confidence to talk to women and cheat on my wife. That's the kind of, so I was like, look, look, sad's not the worst place you could be. You could still be stuck in a relationship with me. She, she wasn't buying it. And I think I'm out of here. So I'm going to take my dogs and go on the road. Thank you, guys. Jeremy Atkins, the agent of chaos and Sir Flatulence all together. Yes. They were, well, once they, once they settled into it, they were just fine. They were like, oh, here we are. People are looking at us. Nice. They're not touching us, but. That's fine. There they are, enormous dogs. Raw dog food. That's expensive. They probably eat like more food than you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I feed my cat raw cat food. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Your next comedian, he is very funny, man. I should actually, I was going to have Werner Herzog introduce him, but I can't do that voice. So I'll do Bjork instead. Your next comedian has never been to Iceland because he is always at a mutiny radio and sometimes Berkeley. He is a very funny man. Clap the hands together for Stefan Massey. You are a caricature of a human being. You shame the people of your land. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Um, <laughs> I am uh, I'm going to Oregon on Thursday. I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, for uh, to see a buddy of mine, but uh, mainly uh, for the donuts. I'm mainly excited for Voodoo Donuts uh, because the means by which I am slowly killing my, myself by directly injecting arteries or lard into my arteries just isn't fast enough locally. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I go to Oregon like about once a year on average these days. Uh, I drove up with some friends a couple years ago and like right as we crossed state lines, uh, we saw a banner, uh, like in front of somebody's farm or something. And it said, Obama is literally killing us. Wake up America. And, um, I just, I just had to sit with that for a second because it's not often that you come across something that is completely factually wrong and the literal opposite of what's actually happening because he's not killing us he's killing other people with drones or he was anyway I, I guess Trump's doing it now so uh, <laughs> that's an old joke obviously um, but I'm mainly honestly excited uh, to see my buddy Tim who lives up there uh, he's he's just a great guy and we bond we bond deeply over our shared love of uh, the Eric Andre show and the fact that we're both uh, self-hating theater majors uh, <laughs> And if and that's you, a lot of you have clearly never met a theater major or or any theater kids because that would be hilarious if you had obviously. Uh, but he he's my favorite thing about him is this game he plays where 
anytime he sees a license plate, regardless of whether it's just like a, you know, random series of letters and numbers or an actual vanity license plate, he makes up a story about the sexual proclivities of the person driving that car just based around the ordering of letters and numbers. It's wonderful. Uh, you guys see Guardians last weekend? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? Yeah, it was real fun. I really liked it. Um, I just like anything that's like anachronistic, like, you know, stuff like set in the in the super distant future that's got, you know, like a 70s soundtrack like that movie. Um, just, I love when old things are made new, is, is what it is. And uh, I put that into action in my own life because I drive for ease. Uh, that's pot delivery, for those of you that don't know. Um, and when, when I say I'm making old things new, for instance, the other day, now the technical language that I'm supposed to use as an employee of Ease is that I uh, made a delivery to a patient, but what happened was I delivered marijuana to someone in a parking lot. And I, you know, as much as I want to flower that up with pretty language, I still did a drug deal in a parking lot. So, you know, I'm just making old things new here. And, you know, uh, I pick up for a lot of uh, people these days. I, I uh, you know, help out my friends when I can. And uh, I'm actually, like, insinuating myself into people's lives in this way. I saw Guardians with a friend of mine that I've started picking up for regularly. So it's just like how you used to have to spend an hour with your drug dealer in their bathroom and make small talk when all you wanted to do was get your coke and get out of there. Uh, just making old things new, guys. Um, so, okay, for this, for this bit I'm about to do, I want to put out a couple caveats. First of all, I, I'm going to sound like I'm possibly defending Mike Pence. That's not at all the case. He's a giant piece of shit. He looks like, he looks like an Aryan Ken doll. Mike Pence looks like an evil wizard cast a spell on the words white privilege and they came to life in the form of him. Uh, but, and also, d d real quick, this is a safe space. No judgment. You'll, you'll see why I said that in a minute. So, I don't know if you guys heard, but Mike Pence was recently uh, heard calling his wife something you probably shouldn't call your wife. Anyone know what it was? Mother. Mother, not way worse, honestly, in, in my book. Uh, and and it's, it's really fucking weird, definitely. Uh, but I just want to ask you guys before you pass judgment, how many of you have ever, ever called someone who was not your father, daddy? Judgment-free zone, guys. Come on. Come on. Really. It's okay. No, but I mean, I feel like we shouldn't have to resort to kink-shaming our elected officials. We can just focus on their shitty policies, and that should be enough, I, I think. Uh, but that's just me. I'm crazy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Stefan Massey. Yay! I believe in Stefan Massey. No more kink-shaming, please. If he wants to call her mother and daddy, all that. It's, it, is, it is weird, though, when when married people call each other mother or father because they're the father of the children, you know they're not having sex anymore. Your next comedian, I bet she has a lot of sex. I, you know what? No matter what I say, I can't. I, I sound like a, either a racist or a misogynist. There's just no way for me to sexually, successfully. I said sexually transition, but I meant to say successfully transition between comedians. I'm not even drinking. I'm not even allowed to drink here anymore, and I still can't do it. Your next comedian, really funny lady. It's a treat to have her here. Clap your hands wildly for Gabby Pochia. <laughs> Pam for letting me go up. How's everybody? I don't have a lot of sex. <laughs> Just so you know. I do want to answer the question. No, I don't. Used to. Used to be really on top of it. Then I got different priorities. Grew a mustache. Trying to get into politics, you know. <laughs> um... I, uh, I've been traveling out of town and I heard all this news about what's going on in the Bay Area, you know, like all the violence in Berkeley, punching Nazis and 
those people stormed that BART train, like beat those people up and took their wallets and stuff. It was crazy. And I came back and I went on a date with this guy from Tinder and he had a black eye and he was like, I was on one of the trains and I got beat up. And I was like, yeah, right, Nazi. Ah, and I beat the shit out of him. And I stole his wallet. So I'm back. I'm back. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've, I've been getting involved in rent control in Pacifica. This is going to be a lot of a rant. Sorry, guys. I'm in a rant mood today. Uh, I, was, I was like, okay, is any landlords here? We got any landlords in the house? No? Okay. Good. Are you a landlord? Okay. No. Well, yeah, we're that divided now. Uh, but anyway, um, they all say, like, they talk so much about choices, it's all about choice, and that's why you're getting kicked out, and yada, yada, yada. And then the whole sympathetic thing is that they have to put their kids through college, you know? But like, I didn't go to college because I'm smart, right? I'm smart enough to know that college is a scam, you know? College is a scam now, so now I have to pay higher rent so these guys can send their kids to scam? Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I feel like the only thing that you learn in college is that how easy it is to like steal money from young people, you know? And you just have to sell drugs at a music festival to know that. That's what I learned from selling drugs at a music festival. Oh, good. We're all doing it. <laughs> um, my ex-boyfriend had a really small dick. I didn't care. It's not a big deal to me. But my new boyfriend cares a lot, you know? That's all he wants to talk about. That was the whole joke. You get it? You guys can't relate to that? A lot of dicks in here. Forgot about that. I should have... Know what I'm saying, but I'm not. I don't care about big dicks. I'm looking for somebody that has like a small head and thin shoulders because I want to have a baby. So I want to breed with somebody who looks like they would just slide out. You know, I want it to be easy. <laughs> Good. Um, I if I don't look, I, I have to write things down to remember them. Isn't that so fucked up? Or I'm so in the moment that I can't remember my jokes, huh? That's a good problem to have. <laughs> um, I, oh yeah, um, I, my friend is from <laughs> Cuba? No, 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 he's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> Thank you. That's, they're all like that down there, no, <laughs> uh, My friend's from Puerto Rico and he's like, I say the N-word because everybody says the N-word down in Puerto Rico, it's different, that's where it came from, you know, it's just your grandmother, the police, everybody says it. And I was like, wow, what a great vacation that'd be, huh, right? <laughs> Not for me, you know, but for a lot of white rappers, I'm sure they'd be happy. All right, you're right. <laughs> Safe space, guys, thanks very much. More white rappers in Puerto Rico. Oh, it'll be a fun time. I don't understand the whole thing about the N-word. I'm like, I guess, I guess we're, I mean, I love the word cunt. I guess we're bringing that back as ladies. So I guess that cunt is like the women's N-word for black people. I don't know. What if you're a black woman? Then you get to use all the words. Yay, you get to use all the words. You're so free. Your next comedian, I'm sure she's going to be another funny lady. Clap your hands together for Mary Elena. You get the fancy music. Woohoo! 
have to do this first because I need to do something that makes me try and forget where I am. So sometimes if I do this, like I'm just really out of it. <laughs> um, so normally when I greet people, I say, yo. Yo. All right. So now we're all from Philly. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I thought I would sort of make this into a little game. When I, uh, when I announce, yeah, when I introduce myself, I like to say my name is Maria Elena. And a lot of people seem to have a hard time with that. So I thought I could try a little experiment and see if this works. You're going to repeat after me. It's not going to be difficult. You've heard this before. I'll say it once, and then the second time around, you say it with me. Ready? So I'll say it the first time. It sounds like Barack Obama. Say that with me. Barack Obama. OK. Now say this with me. Maria Elena. Maria Elena. All right. Yay. Give yourselves a hand. That's the best I've ever heard it. <laughs> so um, I'm a family kind of a person. I'm really into family. I have a huge Italian family. You probably know what that's like. It's probably why my name is so long. We have to keep adding names till somebody has a new name. And so I finally, <laughs> wasn't even, <laughs> so I finally got this tattoo. Um, it's actually not right here, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's, you know, it's, it's a symbol and it says uh, one happy family. It's sweet. And sour pork. And wonton soup, and fried egg roll, and crab puffs, and a Diet Coke. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, um, okay, so these are just a couple little things about me. Um, uh, first of all, I know a lot of marathon runners. I don't run. Um, my arms get stiff. I don't know about the rest of you, but like when I'm like trying to run, it's like, oh, no, I'm not just not doing that. <laughs> um, I do, um, I do teach dance, so I'm kind of all about like posture and movement, and you know, these different kinds of things. I don't make sure you can hear me. I can stretch. You know, this. This is not just in case you weren't sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll show you too. <laughs> this is not dance. <laughs> this is actually how Bart expects you to watch the gap on the elevated train. It's just like this. The guy looks just like this. Anyway, I got to work on that. <laughs> uh, so um, I have a cat. Thank you. I have a cat. It's an outdoor cat, and um, she is. I gotta get this worked out. <laughs> she's an outdoor cat, and uh, she's up to two mice a day. Two mice for breakfast, actually, this morning. Two mice. I'd never seen her do that. She ate one right outside my front door. Like, just, I opened the door, and right there, just finishing it. And I looked at her. She said, I'll be right back. And went and got the other mouse. Okay, that needs work. 
This is something I wanted to check with you guys. Um, I got this in the mail yesterday. <laughs> this is a true story. It's from Smart Creation. Sorry, sorry Smart Cremation. Um, it says, real people, real values, real stories. I, I'm just throwing that out there. Honestly, I don't know what it means. I just got that in the mail today, and I get the concept, but I feel like they're a little bit frivolous about the whole thing. I don't know. Smart cremation. I don't know. I got to think about that. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, so uh, anyway, you know what I was thinking? I have to call my family because it's, um, it's uh, 7.30 here. That makes it, uh, I always got to figure this. Oh, I know, 10.30. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Mary Elena, everybody. All right. Your next comedian has an uh, important, I'm going to try to do it right this week. All right, everybody. I'm going to pronounce his name, and it's not going to be shitty. It's Shreyas Shetty. Thank you, Pam. Guys, I'm new to this comedy thing, so uh, I was here Monday, and I'm already in love with this place. So let's just hear it out for Pam, right? Really, really. I mean, I'm already here. Thank you. Seriously. Um, new words I'm learning in comedy. Uh, it's not new. It's just that I never use this word in public. Um, bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> bomb. Got it out, man. This is the first time I've used this word so many times in public. <laughs> Someone's calling the cops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to blow up. <laughs> I might if I shave my mustache, you know. I'll let it sink in. Um, a lot of hate crime happening nowadays, a uh, lot of hate crimes. Uh, I don't know if you guys are hearing the news, it's serious. Um, a lot of people are getting uh, killed, and it is bad. Um, I was in Austin uh, this one time, I was sitting at a bar, uh, having a glass of beer, checking out uh, the bartender's ass, you know, normal male privileges. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, this one guy comes next to me, uh, with a cowboy hat, red shirt, and he is, he was pretty red, and he comes to me and he says, hey, and I'm sitting with a beer right there, and I look at him, um, the moment I look at him, I feel like it's a red tomato talking to me, and I go, what the hell am I drinking here, <laughs> um, and this guy comes and he goes, hey, why don't you go back to where you're from? And I do this, okay, I do this. <laughs> Sir, I've worked really hard for nine months, swam across a lot of 
water and come out of my mom's vagina okay that's where i'm from i don't know how you do it but i'm not going back in there dude i'm not going back in there <laughs> i don't know how to do it i mean do you do that when uh, you have free time mom i need free food free water let me just go in <laughs> i can't do that man i can't do that <laughs> um <laughs> And my mom back in India, she's very worried about it. And she, she generally calls me up and, you know, uh, God, I'm hearing this in the news, hate crime. This guy got killed. And I was like, you know, it happens, mom. I'm in California. It's all okay here. And she's worried about it. And she somehow, somehow figured it out, okay? She figured it out how to solve this whole problem. She figured it out. Trust me. She goes, beta, son in Hindi, <laughs> beta. Just shave. <laughs> Just shave. That's it, man. That's it. Just shave. I mean, she figured it out, right? Shave, and it's all done. <laughs> um, I have to say this, Pam. But <laughs> since last time, um, you know, when you press that, <laughs> I have this mental image of you pressing someone's balls, and he's going, pop, 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 pop. So... <laughs> So, so I just freeze whenever you do that. <laughs> it just comes to me. <laughs> but that's my set. My name is Shreya Shetty. <laughs> hey, Shreya Shetty. I try to stay away from the balls, really. They just freak me out. Like, I'm a 42-year-old lady. Those new 20-somethings, they're like, yeah, put the balls in my mouth. I'm like, I'm 42. I just can't even, I don't understand. You, you, you young, anybody under 30 is like, yeah, anal play. Like, fine. I'm like, dude, I am way too old for that. I'm still trying to be like, you shave the balls now? Is that what you do with them? All right. Uh, Shreya Shetty, good times. Now, I'll never think of the horn the same way again. Your next comedian. Hey, I think he's taping himself, so you got to clap wildly because he might use it on YouTube or something. Hey, clap your hands wildly for Scott Henry Hopkins. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to be here. You guys are fantastic, fantastic. Wow, this place is awesome. Look at these chairs. These aren't church basement, rickety old fold-up chairs. These are really high deluxe. Yeah, I like the chairs. You know, they're really good, comfortable size for us plus-size Americans. Sit comfortably. Uh, it's great. There's all this great parking, painting, parking, painting. That's what we say where I'm from. We call it parking, painting. Yeah. Uh, Pam's wonderful. This is wonderful. You're wonderful. What's your name, sir? Stan? Stan Getz? Stan Lee? Stan? 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 Can't stand it, Stan? No. <laughs> I don't know. This is great. You're great. You're really dressed up. You're really, he gives this place some class, right? And look at these wonderful shirts over here. Not everybody. These are really super uber shitty shirts. These are like collectibles. You know, uh, 10 years from now, they'll be like $1,000 on eBay. It's amazing. These are really like, this is a hipster place for people who are hipsters, real hip, not the posers, you know, with the stocking caps and the little flannel shirt and the skinny jeans. Uh, walking around thinking they're really cool. This is really people really getting up here and doing it. Right, yeah. Yeah, so give yourselves a hand. Yeah, thank you. I like the stained glass mutiny radio. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. You know, I actually have a little song. You know, have you ever heard the cows doing Beethoven? 
Moo. Moo, 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 moo. Moo, 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 moo. Moo, 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 moo. That's Mutiny Orchestra on Mutiny Radio. <laughs> yeah. And Pam is so wonderful. One in a million, right? She puts us all together. Let's give her a hand. Yeah. She's great. This is awesome. Yeah, my therapist says it's great. No, serious. I am going to therapy. I'm trying to figure out how to be a psychopath. Because you know what they call psychopaths? Winners. Rich assholes. President. Uh, great, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be a psychopath, right? Uh, it is Mother's Day soon, and uh, you know, I'm old enough that uh, actually when I was born, uh, abortion wasn't an option. It was illegal. So I just want to say uh, thanks, Mom. Thanks for being law-abiding. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I love the artwork here, like this cool paintings. You go in the bathroom. There's even a piano. Wow. I think Barry Manilow once played, or was it Barry Manatee or Barry Sweetenlow? One of those people. <laughs> he was very talented. He was so talented, we said he could be the next Stevie Wonder. Uh, but he wouldn't let us put out his eyes, so he lost. I wonder, how did, how did you get a last name like Wonder? Was it like his mother wondered who his father was? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so if JetBlue uh, merged with United, I think they'd call the new company uh, Jet uh, United Black and Blue. <laughs> Too soon? Anyway, that's my time. You are great. Pam, great. This is a great place. Thank you very much. Yay! Scott Henry Hopkins, hooray! Yay! Uh, before we get to our last comedian of the night, there's this weird little thing that's like sitting in front of me and it says for Pam and it looks like this psycho little bunny dog thing in a little pot. And, and I, and I know it's not made of chocolate and I feel like, I feel like maybe if I take it home, it's going to be some sort of incendiary device. I, like, I'm afraid to leave it here cause I feel like it could like blow up the studio, but I'm afraid to bring it home cause I think it might kill my cat. It's just so weird. Something left something for me and I'm opening it's, I'm hoping it's not something I know it's not really a bomb but let me let me have my fantasies and I I feel like that once the ABC was after me I don't like CIA's after me too all the letters are after me <laughs> especially well no that's a, never mind we're gonna keep moving on your next comedian uh hey it's his first time here and he loves the Warriors which means uh he's got something right hopefully his jokes are gonna be as amazing uh as that team that's just sweeping everybody by the way uh if you want to hang out with me this Sunday I'll be at Bender's because the game is at three o'clock they're playing the soulless Spurs and when you join the Spurs you actually put your soul in a box so you aren't a real player anymore you're just an invisible automaton that plays for Texas. Uh, your next comedian is going to be a funny guy. Everybody, Rayhan Khan! What's up? Hey, thanks, Pam. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for squeezing my balls back there. It's great. It's great. Appreciate it. Draw attention to the noise it makes. Not cool. Uh, <laughs> I miss, I miss your mama jokes. 
Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to go to the schoolyard all the time, and uh, they'd be like, hey, there's Ray. What's up, Ray? What's going on? You know? Oh, hey, Ray, guess what? Your mama's so fat. When she wears high heels, she strikes oil. And I'm like, oh, damn. Damn, I'm like, oh. Hey, yo, Ray, your mama's so fat. When she goes to Walmart, she lowers, She when she sits on Walmart, she lowers the prices. Oh, snap. And, you know, you guys might think it's like hazing or it's bullying, but in my, when I was growing up, it was just saying hi. That's all it was. It was just saying hello, right? But I, but I played the game a little bit differently. I was a little more aggressive. I would do research, right? I'd be like, yo, man, your mom is so fat that she's going to get insulin resistance. Yeah, she's going to get diabetes. She's not going to see a podiatrist, right? She's going to get a non-healing ulcer, and she's going to get her foot amputated. Oh, snap. Right? Right, so I got beat up a lot as a kid. And I'm not a fighter. No, 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 I'm not a fighter at all. So, um, you know, I was at the gym the other day, and um, this dude came out of nowhere. We're having a normal conversation. Guy came out of nowhere, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, and he took a swing, and he missed, and I ducked, and it felt good, right? But, but you know you're not a fighter if during the fight you're screaming, what's going on? What's happening, right? Like somebody from the crowd is going to be like, you're currently in an altercation. Do your best to survive, <laughs> right? You know you're not a fighter. Now, I was in the, the last fight I had, uh, the, guys, uh, the guy came up to me and said, yo, man, I'm going to kick your ass, right? And I don't have any martial art training. I don't box. I don't know how to protect myself at all. The only training I have is an improv. Right? That's all I have. I just, I just yes and everything, right? So I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be terrible, right? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to break your face. I'm like, yes, I will be altered forever, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, oh, can I take a one-word suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> immigration, right? Immigration is crazy. I don't know if I can ever like um, uh, uh, protect the borders, right? The borders are tough. I'm, I'm just too lazy. Like if I was trying to protect the border, I would just divert to any kind of schoolyard games and be like, "All right, Mr. Johnson, your paperwork looks good. You got a, you got a, you got a family of three. That's great. You're highly educated. You got a job in Denver. That's fantastic. Uh, are you a terrorist? I don't know, man. Hold up." Yeah, let's go. Come on in, man. We'll just Rochambeau it. Get the borders open. Oh, um, another way I'd be able to see if a person could be uh, entered into the country for border control would be, you know, the only way I would let somebody in is if they didn't have a complicated name, right? So if they had a, if they had like a complicated, they have to. I have to be able to sing the name game song for them in order to uh, enter the country. So if they're like, Ms. Johnson, no, Johnson, Mr. Johnson, come on in. Oh, wait, wait, hold up. Johnson, Johnson, Bo Bonson, Banana Fanta, Fofonson, me, my, Mo Monson, Johnson, borders open, come on in. Yeah, chin, oh, chin. Chin, chin, bo Yeah, come on in. And it was doors wide open. Wait. Ahmadinejad? Mm, hold up. Ahmadinejad? Nope. Border's closed. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, man, that's my time. I appreciate it. This is my first time up. Mutiny Radio. Pam Benjamin. Let's have a good night, y'all. Thank you. Everybody keep clapping. That was his first time, everybody. Rayhan Khan. Yay! 
Uh, if that was your first time, that was pretty fucking good. Everybody want to give him one more clap? Yay! Keep doing that. Uh, hey, I've been your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. This has been the happy hour here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, it'll be back next Friday. Stick around, because 8 o'clock, it's the I Like Taurus Clitoris show. Uh, everyone has cl- Clitoris birthdays. <laughs> No, everybody has. Not everybody even has tourist birthdays, but the majority of the people do, and it's a birthday show. Yay! So um, we'll be right back. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. We'll be back at 8 o'clock with that show. Stick around. Yay! bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets do continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes 
every Monday from 6 to 8. That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Netflix. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer and my offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds.
This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Six Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Six Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.com. If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no, no, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. 
Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. 